1: What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Opening Line. We're your hosts, Wits and Roz. It is Super Bowl week. That's in a couple of weeks because I, once again, have fucked up the template. We have found the template, so we're back. We're going to be back better than ever. Um, we have something else that's back, but Wits, while I wait to pull up the ad read, talk about how excited you are to be back for Super Bowl week.
2: Oh, I'm very excited, Roz. We got a... <clears throat> Nice little matchup here. People were talking about Patrick Mahomes being the next Tom Brady, but I guess that's Joe Burrow's title now. If he's able to take down the Rams. Um, yeah, line's coming back down a little bit. Uh, four, three and a half in some places. So almost right back to where we started. Uh, I took a bad number, got three and a half right away. I was like, I'm loving the Bengals here. Uh, still like them. But either way, I just, I hope it's a good game. Um, I think it'll be relatively high scoring I'm thinking in the high 20s um don't think much is going to happen on the ground so I think Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford are both going to have pretty big games and Evan McPherson man will be quite a story if he can pull an Adam Benetieri and just start racking off Super Bowl winning kicks hey that'd
1: be great to see and honestly you should be able to bet on that Evan McPherson is plus I think he's 100 to 1 to be the Super Bowl MVP, you could rip that at Online because the big game is finally here. As we hit Super Bowl Sunday with the last game of the football season, as always, BetOnline has you covered from odd scores, total player prop, performances, props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022, and hopefully in 2023. And it's not just football. BetOnline's basketball, hockey, boxing, and the odd coverage is the best in the business for sports. Like Down to your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your figure set welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code B-L-E-A-V, that is is, to get you started. The fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports and play your favorite games, BetOnline, where the game starts. That's only one ad read. I've got two more to do today, Wits. Let me keep going. We're talking about the NFL. Two more. I got two more. How crazy! These four viewers. Your thoughts on the game, Ross? That was. Good yeah. Uh, we're all we're riding. What oh, do we got who bad internet. Connection? We're we you have four boy internet connection, but it's okay. We're gonna bat the who day. The who day nation is what we're going for. Um, Joe Burrow. I remember sitting in a Detroit hotel room with my pops, I headed to the Packers game on Sunday two years ago, three years ago. It has to be now at this point. And we get that first playoff game with Joey B. And what a performance he put up to advance to the national championship game. And then, of course, playing in the national championship game and winning. I've been a big Burrow guy. I think everybody in the NFL is a Burrow guy. People go to play with him. Um, I'm taking the points. I'm taking the money line. I'm taking Burrow at any possible rate. I can take him over 300,000 yards if I could. Jamar Ch- I, took a, I took a fun little parlay while I was home. I did the uh, LSU parlay. So I did Burrow over 250 yards, passing Odell Beckham with a touchdown, Jamar Chase with a touchdown, and a Bengals money line victory was the parlay I put together.
2: Ooh, what was the payout?
1: It was 80,
2: 80, 80 to one. So okay, bad. definitely possible.
1: Yeah, not bad. But I think, I think it's going to be a fun game either way. And not to mention – call me whatever you want to call me. I think I'm going to be happy regardless of how the Super Bowl goes down. Unless I've got a shit ton of money on one side and we lose, then we start having a real interest. But it's really kind of a good story either way, Stafford or Burrow winning.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing. I uh, I think people for the most part, like Stafford. I'm not a huge fan. Um, but yeah, this is a big, a big test because Jared Goff got to a Super Bowl too. So this is why they got Matt Stafford. So We'll see if they're able to pull it out. Um, but out of all the people they could have played in the AFC Roz, I think they would have taken the Bengals if they told them they were going to play him on Super Bowl Sunday.
1: Yeah, I, it's the fact that Aaron Rodgers isn't here. I am happy with the outcome that we have. Okay.
2: He's never there.
1: <laughs> all right. Shots fired. Low day. Low day for your boy over here in the West Coast, back on the West Coast doing this show having a tough go of it and wits is just coming coming in a little hot. we feel it we feel it it's okay it's been hurt. you know rogers is at the waste management uh, waste management phoenix open pro am today hitting some dingers out there on the course but uh it's okay wits you know you have your life i have my life we both like to try to generate money and that was the worst attempt of a segue into this next ad <laughs> want to make some money, people? Come on, people listening to the show, you want to make some fucking money, just like Wits and I like to do together instead of rousing each other about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, well, here you go. How about you invest in an exciting asset that outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% for 25 years? I'm talking about art. Masterworks is the new investing app that lets you invest in blue chip paintings from icons like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol without needing millions. Over 300,000 people have already signed up. Get priority access with our unique promo. Log on to masterworks.art slash believe. That is masterwork.art slash believe. B-L-E-A-V. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclosures. <laughs> oh, okay. That was Sagan Adri. All right, we're two down. Two down. That, that one is a... Okay,
2: you're, you're killing it. You're
1: I mean, it. Tough to segue to masterworks, art, profits. You know, I mean, me and you know stock. Yeah, we like we know a little bit about crypto and we know a lot about sports. That one was a tough one. I had t- that one was not ready for that one. But you know I think what? you
2: gave it a good. I give you an A, an A for effort.
1: Dude, I I agree with that because. You're going to also have to judge me on this, folks. All right, listeners of the opening line, got oh. what's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, which is most likely Xander's ugly ass face popping up on your screen, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about slow connections either, and plans to start at under $4 per month. I mean, plans will start at under $4 per month. Call the action here. Wasn't supposed to read that part. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going over to nordvpn.com/ believe or use the code B L E A V. That is believed to get up this to get up to seventy percent off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk free with Nord's thirty day money back guarantee. James Harden got traded today. <laughs> wasn't wasn't safe on. Wasn't you get safe. a new nick new nickname.
2: New nickname—it's Mister Segway.
1: Mr. I mean, I was thinking of one, man. I—I I really was. I was like,
2: dude, I like it. Just right to it, right after the ad read, you get right back into business. James Harden did get traded today, and I don't know—I don't think it was very helpful for the 76ers, just because I don't like James Harden. I think he's a loser, um, and I know he doesn't care what I think, but I just look at his career—he's either always running away or shooing away other players that's what he's done his entire career I don't see how it's going to be any different here tell me I'm wrong or tell me I'm right because I think you agree
1: um well my my whole stance on the NBA because we'll circle back to the the NFL because it's Super Bowl (laughs) week but I did I couldn't like neglect the NBA here all these trades meant absolutely nothing to me they just they didn't because if you break like Fine. Me and you might not be the Woj or, or the Woj or the Stephen A's or the Greenbergs or whoever the fuck talk is allowed to talk about basketball. We might not be. But if you look at these trades, did anybody get better before three p.m. today? Like the Mavericks? I understand the Christoph Porzingis thing, right? He just wasn't really panning out the way you thought it was going to work. But you got rid of them, and I think they only got worse. I don't think they really returned any value on that. And- I, yeah, I. I think
2: Spencer Dinwiddie is okay. I didn't know it was a one for one swap type of thing. But that was the only part of the trade, right? There and was... you already had
1: yeah, and you already had Jalen Brunson, who's backing up Luca, who basically plays point guard. So what are you doing with Spencer Dinwiddie, who was a true point guard, even when Beale was in because Beale was a shooting guard? I don't like that that's one example. And then, and then we're talking about Harden, so I I really want to bring it up. Like the idea is Simmons wasn't playing for you, so you, there was no value we're getting out of him. Seth Curry playing some good ball, and that really is – the ball needs to go through Joel Embiid. But you trust a process. You got rid of Markel Fultz already. Clearly, Simmons wasn't enough to help with Embiid. But now you're taking the ball way out of Embiid's hands. I mean, you've seen Harden play. It's, a, it's Harden's ball 30% of possessions. He's going to shoot more than Embiid, er, than Simmons, that's for sure. But he also doesn't know when not to shoot. The guy shoots overly too much. He's only going to be there for this year. You gave away – I mean, the I think the win – because I didn't actually find a win on either side. I was arguing the other way, too, is that they kept Tyrese Maxey. I think that was a huge yep. win for the 76ers because I heard that was part of the package. But losing Seth Curry, other than the fact that it allows to make the joke that KD can't win a championship without a Curry on their team – or on his team um, – it's a tough loss. I mean, almost a more consistent shooter than, uh, than I think James Harden. So it's you know, not the volume and not the athleticism that is James Harden. You're getting a superstar, totally. But we're seeing that sometimes superstars don't mesh. I mean, the Lakers didn't even do anything to improve themselves. And Russell Westbrook has been one of the like, saddest stories I've ever seen. Like, the fact he's getting booed by his own fans is horrifying. Um, these trades just didn't make sense. And I know you're going to try to talk some into me, but Ben Simmons right now will have to play Nets basketball without Kyrie and KD. Harden could potentially do that for you. You're telling me Simmons is going to score 40 points a game.
2: (laughs) No, I don't think that's going to be the case.
1: But like Um, the the Nets, I think, got worse while KD is on the shelf. That's my take.
2: Well, I mean – Factually, yeah, that's true. But once Katie's off the shelf, then I think their whole point was that James Harden didn't want to be there, and wasn't going to be a part of a championship team. So, try to get something back for him, and they did. I mean, they got a couple first round picks, um, one next year, or maybe you know, maybe the year after, one in twenty twenty seven. Fine, they got Seth Curry, who I think's a valuable piece to a team, um, especially with Joe Harris out. I mean, there's really no timetable for him coming back yet. And then you look at a guy, like, I'm not saying I like Ben Simmons, but he's an excellent defender. He can play the point guard position. He doesn't have to score. It was just such a toxic thing that happened in Philly, um, which I think looked really bad for him. But, you know, if they can put it past him and he starts playing well, Kyrie and KD, I think they're just as much of a championship contender today as they were yesterday. And that goes along with I just don't think James Harden is a winner.
1: But I don't think any of those three are winners. And Harden less so because he doesn't have the ring the other two guys do. I mean, the theory is, and I can actually get behind this one, is like what you I, which you probably just said is Simmons would fit perfectly with a Kyrie and KD playing, mm-hmm. right? But you're not going to get Ky- – mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter. The rules aren't changing in 2022 for Kyrie to be able to play at home. So, like, my thing for him is, like, that's fine in the postseason you're going to get them every other night and you don't get them on back-to-back nights until you're on the road for your first time like i it just there's no symmetry how many times did those three play together on the same court
2: 14 games in two years how about that how about them apples is what i have to say to that
1: it's just kind of insanity to a degree um
2: it's and it, probably one of the most insane things in NBA history, I yeah. think.
1: It's like the Chris Paul being rejected from, like, lost – like, the NBA weirdly is turning more into a soap opera than it is an actual game. It's these players that are constantly on move. I was thinking about it from a fan perspective, actually, the other day. Which and It's, it's hard because the Bulls have been so fun to watch. They didn't really make any moves to upgrade. They could have – we could have used a little more depth just due to injury and stuff. The Bulls are fun to watch. Um I guess what I was thinking, like, for me, I've had such an honor being a Packers fan for 27 years. It's been a franchise that's been fun to watch. And even so, like, even with you guys, if we had Rube and Matt on the line or Dylan, they're Bear fans through and through. How are you a fan in the NBA? You ne- there's never a homegrown player you can really latch onto and love. And, like, the best case is, like, a Giannis. It's like I'm a- throwing a flag right wait, wait, there.
2: Wait.
1: Tell me, tell me before this Giannis situation. Tell me, and you're going to go with. There are instances. There's the Warriors, but if you look at the Heat that got put together and what they did, it was a super team world. And you can even say with the KD stuff. Like, if you're a Warriors fan, wouldn't you have loved to see KD play for the Warriors for ten years?
2: Yeah, I mean, I was talking about this year. I don't know. You were just making a point about the past, but I'm looking. No, we're talking about the
1: trade. I'm just talking about that there's no continuity. Like, I could be such a fan of this Bulls team, but are we going to have Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Vooch, and Lonzo all on the same team for more than five years?
2: I don't know. I mean, five years is a it's a long That's, time. But isn't that crazy sports.
1: for you to say that? But it's a long time in the NBA sports world. Tom Brady was the quarterback of the New England Patriots for 20 seasons. Peyton Manning was the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts for 15-plus seasons. Like, there's continuity in the NFL, and there's continuity in baseball. I mean,
2: just, I mean you just gave two examples, though. It's no, but like
1: I, can do, I can even do baseball, even on a losing – Mike Trout's never leaving the Angels, okay? That's, and then I, I'm just saying, like, there are sports where, like, your team maintains players that you fall in love with, you ride to war with, year in and year out, even if you're not winning at all. And the NBA is not one of those sports, I guess is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think one of the main differences in the NBA is that there's such a small group of players that have been responsible for winning championships. So I think that makes it easier to shuffle things around as opposed to, you know, major league baseball, where you've got nine position players, five starting pitchers, you know, eight relievers, the NFL, you've got 22 starters on both sides of the ball, another 30 guys. It's just like a there's just a smaller sample size, and there's very few guys that can have that big of an impact. But I think that's why you see a lot of turnover, um, because there's only a few guys who really have that big of an effect. At the end of the day,
1: that I mean, that's fair. I don't know. I just feel like think about because you can say in basketball there were the Jordan years. I mean, I know he retired for one, but Jordan was there from the late '80s into the, like the deep '90s, right? Yeah. Magic yep. Johnson was with the Lakers forever. I'm just I – mean, the MB, it's just more of a show. It's more of a show now. It's more like, look at me. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm not – or look at me. I'm supposed to be the best, but I didn't get enough love, so I don't want to play. It's just it's sensitively. Yeah. I, it's way more sensitive. I, I
2: agree with you there.
1: Like, you, like, did Michael bitch about any of this when he was playing? I, I don't think they did. I mean, look at the Pistons, the bad boy pistons, how long they with Lambeer and um Isaiah Thomas, they were together for a long time. And they got beat, but then they went and beat people up. There was there's no you know what it is? There's just no team mentality, in my opinion, in the NBA anymore. There used to be more of a team mentality. Now it's an ISO mentality. I'm the best player, give me the attention, give me the ball, but I expect us to win a championship somehow.
2: You know what? You've you've made me come around a little bit here. I'm I'm a hundred percent agreeing with you, and I think that's kind of what you know. Part of what makes it a shittier league. Um, and even bringing up your point of like games in the '90s, I think one of Jordan's best quotes. You know, talking about taking off games, he's like, oh, "Some of these people might get to see see me play one time in their life. Like, what am I going to be taking off games for?"
1: And that's what I'm and saying. I don't think they care about even the fans. So that's one way to think about the fans. But I also don't think they care about the fans in longevity. They they're so globally. There's they have a fan base globally, to the point where I don't give a fuck where I play or who I play for. Right? I'm LeBron. I'm that. I am it. I'm James Harden. I am it. Right? The branding and stuff has made it so they don't really care where they're playing. They just decide to play.
2: <laughs> or or sit out twenty games a year, however you want know, to look at it. Yeah, it's uh it's a sad state of affairs, but I'll flip it around on you now. I think the top four teams in each conference, I think it's an exciting time. You know, take out take out the guys who take all the news, like the James Hardens, the LeBrons. You look at the top four teams in each conference, I think a bunch of teams that, you know, I wouldn't say are super teams, right? You've got a combination of a lot of homegrown draft talent with you know some key acquisition, but you've got some fun, exciting teams that aren't dominated. You know, like when everybody, we got the big three and uh, with the nets, everybody's like, Oh, that like, who's going to stop them. It's like, well, they kind of stopped themselves. But I mean, looking at the heat, the bucks, the bulls, the calves um, in the East, you got the Suns, the warriors, the Grizzlies this year and the jazz. I mean, I think, you know, take away some of these cry babies, superstars, and you get you get a pretty good situation, I think, in the top of both conferences right now.
1: Yeah, and I, would lo- I mean, Giannis is like the shining example of what I was arguing against. And like, he's, he's the case that I'm most excited for and excited about. Who knows if he stays in Milwaukee past another championship if they do win this year. There is talks that he wants to try something new since he's been there since he was 18. Um, which at a certain point I get, right? I understand at a certain point you might want to see different pastures and all of that and he's done so much for that organization that nobody could be mad about it and he'll forever be a Milwaukee buck I'm just saying that doesn't happen as frequently I mean Steph Curry's the other example where he's done that um he gets overshadowed a little bit because of the KD signing and everything but he's homegrown in uh Golden State never left and doesn't seem like he's gonna leave before he retires so I don't know it's uh Interestingly, I agree with you. I think the Jazz are an interesting bunch with Mitchell and Gobert. The Heat did pull together. I mean, they went after Butler. They went after Kyle Lowry. So they have pulled together their own little mixture of a superstar, all-star team. But they're definitely more fun to watch. I mean, the Bulls are the same way, if you don't want to argue it. I mean, they bring in DeMar, Zach, and Lonzo and Vooch. I mean, they had none of which are homegrown. Um, But, I don't know, it's an interesting league. I was having a lot more fun with it at the beginning of the year. I just hate hearing this pepkeying that goes on. I mean, the Lakers are in the front line of annoyance to me. Like, they have an excuse for everything. Time to put the excuses away. Excuses make an ass out of you and me. I know that's supposed to be about assuming, but it also makes an <laughs> ass out of you and me. Um, Everybody's. Like, what is it? And ex- what is the excuse? It's the, there's a funny line about, like, shitting. Uh, like, it's, uh,
2: excuses are like assholes. Everybody has them and they stink.
1: Yeah, they are. You've got AD, potential MVP. You've got a former MVP and NBA champion in LeBron. You've got another former MVP in Russell Westbrook. Now, I'm not going to put a lot on Dwight Howard and Carmelo's shoulders because I don't think they're that good anymore, but two future Hall of Famers in them as well. And this team is well below 500, ninth place in the West. I mean, come on.
2: They're they're behind the Clippers.
1: We're without Kawhi and PG
2: for, like, almost the entire year. I think Paul George has played maybe 15 games.
1: Right. And quasi zero. It's just like uh, in the loss of the Blazers, I thought was going to be the end of it. I thought there was going to be a splurge of trade for them. And they – LeBron's running out of time, right? I'm not doing the Tom Brady thing. I'm just saying time relatively. He's closer to the end of his career than he is at the beginning. You don't really want to be wasting it, especially when you do have this talent with AD. And if you can believe like Russ and LeBron, just like everybody could have seen it. Everyone can claim hindsight's 2020. They're the same player. LeBron's just fucking bigger. Okay. Like, and a better scorer at this point still like they do the same thing. It was going to be too crowded. You can't have two guys driving the lane with one ball at the same time, every time. And Russ just isn't, it's just not conducive for Russ's success there. Um, and that's why Damian Lillard would have been the way better option. I don't know how that got botched, especially with what's going on. I mean, the C.J. McCollum trade, he goes up there in trades that make no sense. Two teams that are not in the playoffs. C.J. McCollum, a guy who deserves to be on a contending team. He's got host. Going to play with a guy who doesn't want to play basketball anymore, and Zion Williamson, and Brendan Ingram, who I keep touting as, like, this next KD because he's got body type, the skill, all that. It's just not showing. It's just not like there's not enough juice. I don't know. Basketball just feels like there's less juice in it, wits. Unless you're Giannis. Giannis is the most juice I've ever seen, and I fucking love it.
2: I mean, I think it's just the big names dominate the news, but all the guys we're talking about are, like, basically out of the playoff picture right now. The Nets are are at the bottom of the East. Yeah, they're in eighth place right now. Like, they're they're one game away from being in the play-in game. And I don't know. I'm just, you know – Cut the Nets, cut the Lakers out of the league. I don't need them because I think there, there's a lot of good teams at the top of both leagues. Um, and there's some teams that can make a run, too. Like, looking at the West, I'm not a big fan of Dallas, but I think a team like Denver, they get a little healthier. A team like Minnesota with, you know, Russell, Towns, and Anthony Edwards. Um, and you look at the East, I mean, what team has been hotter over the past month than the Toronto Raptors? Right? And they got a lot of good talent over there. Uh, Boston, I'm – I'm out on Boston, but I always am. But, yeah, this is, I think it's, it's an exciting time, especially you got the Cavs, too, who already matched their season win total for the over. Um, so I, I think the, the big names are dominating the news, and they also happen to be on the crappiest team. So it's a, it's a bad dichotomy right now. you got to get past it.
1: It is. But I thought we'd give the NBA its, its place today because it's outside of free agency. I guess trade deadline is the most fun in the NBA as well. Um, so let's get back to the Super Bowl. Lots of fun bets to take. I already told you about my L S U parlay. We're both on the Bengals. Um anything you anything you look forward to on just the Sunday itself, or is it just you just ready for the big game and kind of mourning the off season that will be come Monday of next week?
2: Yeah, I think uh a little bit of sadness right now, just realizing that there's one game left, and it doesn't doesn't really mean a whole lot if you're not a big fan of either team. But I think Super Bowl Sunday's always fun. It's a lot of food. Um, it's nice that the game starts a little earlier, and it's just the yeah, it's it's nice to see. I think any professional sport, um, you know, when the championships on the line, because uh, it's just super special. Even if you're not a fan of either team, uh, I'm, I'm just watching man in the arena right now, like seeing all the the celebrations in the big game it's uh it's cool to see to see guys do that and i know that both sides of the ball there's say about 98 i don't i don't even know if there's any super bowl winners between the two squads um so yeah it'll, it'll be fun to watch and i won't make too many prop bets um just not my thing but uh yeah probably throw a small wager on the game and eat my face off and then uh yeah have a have a horrible day on monday wishing that i could re-watch the game again
1: <laughs> yeah i'm with you on that um but it's exciting. Like I said, Burrow, Stafford, the Battle of the Nines. Um, we'll see. I, I'm going to be happy either way again until I find out which way my money's really leaning. Um, but two quarterbacks that will have a great story if it happens, a uh, franchise in Cincinnati that still doesn't have an indoor facility to practice in, blows my mind. Um, I've been to Cincinnati, went to school in Ohio, so I know how cold it gets down there. And Stafford, who could just really stick it to Detroit. I mean, I me and my dad had a great conversation last night about Detroit sports and most and certainly about the Lions. I mean, you can make an argument. The Lions have had two of the best position players in the history of the NFL at different times in their career, if you wanted to. I mean, they had Barry Sanders, who decided to retire early, who you can't really name two running backs better than him, maybe at the same level as him. But Barry yeah. Sanders is one of the greatest, if not the greatest running back of all time. And then even with my dad, I was explaining to my dad, because there is the argument to be made, Jerry Rice is the number one wide receiver of all time. But Calvin Johnson also retired early and also was the most dominant wide receiver I've ever seen play a game. I've seen Jerry Rice play. I've seen Jerry Rice tape on older versions of him. And I like to, just because I don't want to put one over the other, it's equating it to like Michael Jordan, LeBron, right? You can look at them. They both have those resumes. But when you look at them, you're like, holy shit. There's never been a LeBron, right, that that body type, that athleticism. And you do that same thing with Calvin Johnson. There's never been a wide receiver that can cover an entire garage, a two-car garage. There's never been a wide receiver that can make the plays he makes. And Detroit had these things, not to mention continually getting the number one overall pick. And it just – there there has to be a system situation or an organizational issue because – and Stafford's no slouch, and he's showing it this year. You know, Stafford was one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFC North, and I hate the NFC North because my Packers play in them, and I hate every team in there. But, I don't know, Detroit, it's its really highlighting Detroit, in my opinion, Matt Stafford being in the Super Bowl.
2: You know, I'm i am still going to throw a question mark on it because Jared Goff was there too. So, if Matt the Stafford went, I'll say it's all worth it. If he comes out
1: and plays like shit,
2: I don't know. I think the story is still left to be a... Uh,
1: the guy went from zero playoff wins in Detroit to three playoff wins in his first time with a different team. Now, I know the Rams are a very loaded team, but I do want to make that point.
2: That's fair. That's a completely fair point, but they brought him in to win one game, and that's the game coming up here in a couple of days.
1: And we're excited for it. This will be posted before then. We appreciate you listening. If you are listening, if you're not, fuck yourself. Anyways, this has been the opening line. We'll catch you next week when we're in hiatus mode. No football talk other than the fact that I'm your fantasy football champion of 2022 and uh, or 2021, I guess. And, uh, yeah, that's basically a wrap. What's anything you got to say before we leave?
2: Uh, no, happy Super Bowl. And, uh,
1: yeah, it'll be a long off season, but we'll make it through. We'll make it through because we got golf. We'll catch you on the next Peace. Peace.